Welcome, sports fans, to the next great podcast surrounding the NFL. It's the latest catch. I'm Brent Labonte, the founder, and our partner with one of my great friends, Bryson Mercier. Today, we'll go over popular news, topics, headlines, and predictions for this upcoming week. Obviously, before we start, make sure to let other people know and continue to follow the process. Every listener matters. Pretty interesting week in the NFL, wouldn't you say? I feel like it was a very teams that weren't supposed to win, ended up winning, teams that maybe we're supposed to be some of the top tier teams just kind of through just kind of duds out there this week. What I was wondering, what was one thing that stood out to you? I mean, for me, it was the bills. They looked absolutely horrific, but anything that jumped out to you this week that kind of made you go, Whoa, didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I mean, even the, the Vikings beating the 49ers, I think that was a kind of a surprise for me because no Justin Jefferson, we know he kind of, is that main vocal point of that offense. And with him not even being on the field, and they can somehow pull out a victory. And they, they look good, too. It wasn't like they just went out they there did. got lucky. You know, I, I thought their team played pretty good together. Kirk Cousins, man, I, I think one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, they have some decent pieces there. And I wouldn't say the NFC North is open because the Lions have kind of proven themselves as the best team in the NFC North. But if they can fight – and continue to find wins, I think maybe a playoff spot, the wild card there may be open for Minnesota. Uh, the big question is, when are you get Justin Jefferson back, and can they continue to win? Because they have a pretty similar schedule to Green Bay. I mean, you got some teams that you should beat, but also you got a little stretch there where you have to play some tougher competition. So we're going to have to kind of see how that turns out. Uh, BT, is there any team right now that really stands out that maybe is not getting talked about enough? I mean, obviously there's Philly, who we know is still pretty good. Miami, who looks like they cannot have anybody stop them in their in their offense. I understand they did not win this week, but they could put up numbers week in, week out. So is there any teams out there right now that you're like, oh, man, this team's uh might make a run here when it comes to playoffs? I, I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns, personally. I was, I'm looking at a team – that's within that division. Okay. All right. And that's Both. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, okay. Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. They are quietly foreign too. Well, I and, guess I shouldn't say quietly. There have been some loud Pittsburgh Steelers fans about Matt Canada. But I'm a win's a they're win. foreign to a win's a win. They're foreign to the AFC North. They usually play well against their division. I think they're set up in a spot. I don't know what their uh, schedule looks like. But I'm going to search that up here. Yes, they have the Jags, then the Titans, then the Packers. So, I mean, two of those three games are pretty winnable. The Jags are a pretty good team that could fit in this category. I mean, the Jags aren't getting talked about that much, but I think they're a solid playoff team. Um, but I believe the Steelers, they have a chance to do some things where they're just going straight under the radar. Mike Tomlin, say what you want about him. Oh, yeah, he's never had a losing season, but – He's doing a good job with what he's, he's got. got. He's, yeah, exactly. With what he's got, he's working with. And I, I really do think that they're a team, just like you said, that division's really tough. you got to get wins against those divisional opponents whenever you can get that them. That could potentially be a four-playoff team division. Exactly. And that division's so tough year in, year out. And when they do play together or against each other, it, they're always close matchups. You never see a, really a blowout. It's almost like the teams, like no matter how good they actually are in that season, it's almost like an equal playing field whenever whenever they face each other. So I think Pittsburgh, that's a really good team. Another team which had a lot of hype around this offseason, new quarterback, three-time MVP, I believe Aaron Rodgers, three-time MVP. But he goes to New York, right? All this hype goes down four snaps into the season. I think New York, even though they were talked about so much, BT, they're on a two-game win streak right now. You got to think about it. This team is still a playoff contender as it sits right now, and they are a two-game. Who knows win. when Rodgers is going to come back? I mean, he looks good right now. He, he looks good. Looks good, and like all I've seen is that he's way ahead of schedule. Like that's now, all I've seen. So, like I think Rodgers might push to come back early, 
But if you're the Jets in the organization right now, the front office, even the coaching staff, you got to almost tell them, you know, sit back a little bit. We'll get you maybe later here in the regular season rather than you come back around week 10 or, or something like that. I think they got to wait him out a little bit. Zach Wilson is doing his job. Ever since that Kansas City game, he's looked like a different quarterback, a lot more confident yes, in that offense. And I think confidence is the biggest thing. He said it himself. Nathaniel Hackett, he got all the hate for being in Denver, comes to New York, and he's loved by all the players there. So I think he's also kind of fed into Zach Wilson, gave him a bunch of confidence, and really all a young quarterback needs right there. You know, if they're playing timid, they're playing scared to, to make a mistake. I feel that and you had Nathaniel Hackett around you like that and supporting a quarterback that has had his ups and downs. This is huge for the Jets, and I think they're one of those teams that can fit into this category. They're into that category. That gets talked about way too much and is just off to a horrific start of the year is the Los Angeles Chargers. They're 2-4. and four. They have the same record as the Green Bay Packers. And if you look at those two rosters, they're not even similar. Not even, not even close to being similar with the amount of star power. The coaching staff for both those teams, BT, they're holding them back. I, I think Staley's got to go with the Chargers. I, I think he's been given, I don't know, this huge leash right now, and he's made mistake after mistake. Even in close games where they beat Minnesota this year, they should have lost that game. I mean, they went for it probably inside their own 25-yard line. And they didn't get it, but fortunately for them, Minnesota couldn't execute and put up seven. So I think coaching staff for both those teams are are really holding them back. I think Matt LaFleur right now, he's got Jordan Love. Like, he's not playing to himself. He's kind of got this offense where it's trimmed down, making it easy on the quarterback, but ultimately it's kind of making it a little more difficult for Jordan. I I think you're kind of putting him in this little cage and you're telling him just to do the right thing. And then when you're down, because Green Bay's averaging four points a game in the first half this year, then when you're down, you let them free, and you let them just sling it around. All of a sudden, Green Bay is a whole different team in the second half. I think both these teams, Chargers are way better. And I think that right now the record does not show actually how good they are because they're going to put up points week in, week out. Green Bay, on the other yeah, hand. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the Packers here, man. Dude, okay, what, what's your opinion I mean, overall? Okay, so first I'm going to start off. What's your opinion on the head coach, Matt LaFleur? Because now, Matt, over the last couple of years, really was never on the hot seat, no matter really what he did, because we were fighting for playoff spots. We were in the playoffs with Rodgers. We had some really good seasons. But do you feel Aaron Rodgers carried him throughout the last couple seasons, and maybe this year might be Matt's last in Green Bay? I don't know. The only reason I'm thinking – that I'm not going to put him on the hot seat just yet is because even though this is his guy at quarterback, I believe that he, I think he's going to have to, like, he's still adjusting to the. I think it's a little, I think Packers fans are going a little too extreme on both ends of those spectrums. Like when he beat the saints, like everybody was like, Oh my God. Yeah. He's going to be, Aaron Rodgers and then now that he's played a couple everybody's like we need to start Sean Clifford I I do not okay, believe we need shots no, no. I, I don't think we need to start Sean Clifford I don't think that but I don't think he's an NFL quarterback but go ahead <laughs> Sean Clifford no <laughs> yeah no but like we need to give Jordan Love a little bit of time here we need to give Matt LaFleur a little bit of time here. We need to give this team a little bit of time. This offense is the youngest offense in the league. The defense has been riddled with injuries. And let's be honest, as much as we've been harping on this defense, I don't think we've lost a game because our defense, maybe the Lions game. To be but honest, like, they kept us in every game. Exactly. I mean, we're giving up. Other than the Lions game, we've given up less than 20 points in every game, I believe. And especially in the second half, they've been playing very well. And the Joe Barry defense, we uh, everybody's hating on it, and I'm not a huge fan either, but it's doing its job. It's holding teams to a reasonable amount of points, and I think our offense just needs to learn a little bit, and I think the offensive line is the worst part of this entire thing, and I think the worst thing for a young team that's trying to learn who they are is 
if you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to do anything. And our no, offensive I, line is not allowing us to run the ball at all. So, you know, I, I think it's a little bit the offensive line, but my big thing is two two position groups on, on that offensive side. Number one, tight end production beside Luke Musgrave. It's pathetic first off, but that's not even the position I'm worried about. We don't have like a Mercedes Lewis there. So our blocking tight ends, I don't Tucker Kraft has done an all right job at blocking. I, I want to He had see a pretty good game ball. against Denver. He did. I, I want to see more involved in receiving. That's that's about it for Tucker Kraft. Now he's done his job blocking, but we have that Sims kid that we brought in undrafted free agent out of Baylor, and he was released by the Vikings. So he's kind of our blocking tight end. And then DeGuara, who was a third round pick at one point. He looks terrible. He has looked terrible to start this year. I think the only reason they're keeping him on the roster is because he had that little third-round price tag on him. And it's just long overdue. I think they need to get rid of him. Uh, but, no, tight end position, I think Musgrave's been great. Now, the positions that I want to say, like you said, offensive line's not been great. But wide receiving group, we are young and we have a bright future. Now, can we keep all those guys together? That's going to be the big question down the line. And every year they're going to get better because they're going to be able to learn this offense. And, I mean, we saw it this offseason. They were putting time in with Jordan Love in California, catching routes from in the offseason. I like that. But too many times this year I have seen these guys run in the same spots. Uh, Jordan Love looks bad on some throws because some of the guys aren't right running the right um, routes, angles, so on and so forth. And they're not catching signals that Jordan's throwing out there. So – a little bit of time is going to fix that, but a veteran receiver in that wide receiving room, and I don't care if he plays, just somebody that is ha, has some experience more than two years in the league, I will take. Um, and the next, the running back position, I'm not going to say that Aaron Jones is a problem here. And I love Aaron Jones. I think whenever he's on the football field, we have a chance to win the game. We saw it week one against the Bears, and ever since then that he has not played, we haven't really been able to stick around in football games, especially in the first half. And that also leads to A.J. Dillon. I think he is the worst Green Bay Packer of all time. I am so done with A.J. Dillon, BT. <laughs> it is unreal. You would not believe when 28's on the field, I'm like, here we go. Because you got a 250-pound back, and you got a third and short, or you got a first and 10, right? And you're going to give him the rock. I've never seen a guy that big. But when one dude hits him, it is like I, I don't even know how to explain it. A big glob running the football. He can't like he doesn't have any burst to go run through a hole. Only time he does is when there's like a hole that's ten yards wide. And now the big play he made for us in the fourth quarter almost won us the football game, almost got us a chance to win the football game. All right, nice thirty yard play. You were wide open, buddy. I think Jonathan Taylor would have been great. We should have tried to pull the trigger on that. We need AJ Dillon out of here. I think running back and receiver, BT, the two positions that are holding us back this year. And, I mean, I'm just looking at the stats from that game, and A.J. Dillon had twice as many rushing Good. attempts as Aaron Jones did. Yeah, so I heard Jones is on a pitch count that game as well, and I, I don't when, know when he'll be fully healthy. When is Aaron Jones not going to be on a pitch count is going to be the real question here because, like – Yeah, because it's like a hamstring, so it could be lingering yeah. all 17 games this season, so that's a little concerning. Now, Green Bay did bring in James Robinson, who was a 1,000-yard rusher back in 2020 for the Jags. Yeah. So he was not active. So one of those things like we're going to have to kind of keep an eye on. Emmanuel Wilson, our undrafted free agent, he had some nice plays. He, he did. Now, I was a little upset we let go of Patrick Taylor because I thought Taylor did a great job pass blocking, and he has a little more speed than A.J. Dillon. He's got decent hands out of the backfield as well, so I was a little – I don't know, because we signed him to the active roster for the Vegas game, and then after that, we never brought him back to the practice squad. We just released him, and now he's a free agent. So, BT, we have a lot of problems right now, but the biggest thing as Packer fans, though, we got to understand this is a rebuild here. You know, we're, we're not going to go win a Super Bowl this year. We're just trying to see what we got, and then we're going to build on it, and that's what teams have done. Biggest thing, too, we're trying to recover from this Aaron Rodgers salary cap thing because – we owe him a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money still there that Green Bay has to owe. But starting next year, it's, it's going to get better and better. Yep, and I think if we can figure out a way to get rid of Bakhtiari, he's a 
freaking contract as well. Because, I mean, I'm more so than A.J. Dillon. I think I'm done with – I'm done with Bakhtiari. I'm done with Eric Stokes. Like, Stokes there's a couple pieces. Again. Yeah, he, he's, he played, what, four plays? Like, Devondre Campbell, I, I love Devondre. I'm done with him. Um, and, and a guy, though, that has not been getting enough respect, and I hate to turn it on this, but how about Rasul Douglas, same free agent class? I think he has done an amazing job over the last couple years in Green Bay, and he has also been able to stay healthy week in, week out. So I, I think Douglas, who came in uh, with Campbell, obviously a little later he was picked up off waivers. But he's one of those guys you got to keep around. And I think Preston Smith is the same thing. I think Preston's done a great job. And for the circumstances that he's been put in this year, I'm sure as a veteran, you don't want to be around this team. You really don't want to go through a rebuild year because you're looking for rings. But both those two guys, have, I mean, when they're on the field, they've really helped their defense out. Yeah, and I was looking at – I was actually looking last night at uh, Aaron Rodgers' first year as a full-time starter. It was yeah, far from quite a bit of picks, right? Six and six and ten. Six and yeah. ten he won his first year. So it could be Green like, Bay's record around there. I'm six wins, maybe. Yeah, I mean I could realistically see us winning six games. Five games, six and, games. And I think this team might be worse than the team he had that year. I, but, I would have to agree with you, man. I mean, this is just gonna be a tough year, tough growing pain for for a lot of Packer fans, and they have to realize, you said it earlier in the podcast, you know, Jordan Love is not just going to step in and be Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think he ever will be Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be, dude, he's Jordan Love, different guy. So people have to understand that. And with every game, hopefully he continues to grow, develop, and maybe by next year it'll slow down for him and he's able to take a, a big leap. Because we have him under contract. We signed him to a – a deal less than what the fifth-year option is for a quarterback. So Green Bay gets him back for next year. Whether he's with the floor, we're going to have to see. Um, so big questions going forward. Now, I would like to ask you, BT, just so we don't spend too much time here in the NFL, do you have a rundown on the games this week? We'll quickly touch on each one and uh, probably pick our predictions. Yeah, I'll pull up the games right now. Um, we'll start with tomorrow's night. Tomorrow night's game. My Baker Mayfield Buccaneers going up against the Buffalo Bills this weekend uh, on Thursday. Um, I've got the Bills in this one, even though the Bucks have looked pretty good. Um, they've lost and their last Atlanta, two. dude. They're Atlanta's good football team. I I think their defense is really good. The quarterback Ritter, I I don't know if he has it, but he's been able to keep them in games. And their defense, like I said, they are. They're pretty damn good. Yeah, and Bijan Robinson didn't even play. And they, well, he played. He didn't even touch the ball, and they got a win. So that was credit the Bucks to them. Oh. Bucks are a little inconsistent, but so are the Bills. Yeah, I think so that I, it's going to be a pretty close game. I don't see um, the Bills blowing out the Buccaneers. Um, I see Tampa Bay staying in it, but I think the Bills win this one. It's at home. Um, yeah, I think Buffalo bounces back. I'm with you on that one. Um, we'll go to – we have the Jets versus the Giants. Um, you mean the Jets? I think you got the Jets. Yeah, it's going to be tough for me to pick the Giants without Danny Dimes. I think Tyrod plays, I think it's a better fight. Than if Danny Dimes plays? Yeah, I think Danny Dimes, his turnovers, BT, like Tyrod Taylor, the one thing you're, you're going to get out of him is a clean football game. And yeah, that... they've been – well, so Daniel Jones has two touchdown passes in all the games he's played this year. And he's he's got like five or six picks. I don't even know how many, but a lot more in touchdowns. Tyrod Taylor threw two touchdowns in the first half last week against the Commanders. So I think if Tyrod plays, it's a better fight. But I like the Jets' defense over the Giants. Um, that's kind of why I'm taking them. And if Zach Wilson could play a clean game, I think it'll be all Jets. Jaguar Steelers, I've got the Jags in a really low scoring game, like 17 10, 17 14. I'm with you with the Jags on that one. Yeah, Eagles, Commanders. Commanders Eagles. put up a fight. Eagles, yeah, bounce back win. Well, not a bounce back win. They just whooped on the Dolphins. The Dolphins, yeah, bounce back now that win game against was the Patriots that, this weekend. Yeah, so the game uh, between the Commanders and Eagles early on this year, they had an earlier game. 
Um, I think it ended up being a three-point victory for the Eagles on a Jake Elliott field goal. Uh, Howell ended up scoring a last-second touchdown to uh, Jahan Dotson, I believe. Ended up going in the overtime. They fought back. So I think the commanders will fight. I just think the Eagles are a better football team. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins play the Patriots. I've got the Dolphins in this one. Bounce back win for them. I'll ha- however, their team is like all on the injury report is questionable. <laughs> I, I've been seeing. I got a lot of those guys in my fantasy team, so I've been seeing that. But um, yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins. I think New England. Enough slander on Coach Belichick. His team is horrible. Yeah, yeah, his team isn't very good. Um, we've got Rams Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys in this one even though the Rams could be one of those teams that aren't getting talked about enough that have the players to contend in the playoffs. And I don't know if they're a team you want to play in the playoffs. Yeah. This is one of those games where like, it's kind of a toss up. I think whatever the odds are for this, I I kind of think they're blown out of proportion because the Rams are, I feel they're a playoff team and the Cowboys. I also feel are a playoff team. I'm going to go with the Cowboys, but I'm telling this might be a one possession football game. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the Vikings, Packers. Um, the Vikings yeah. without Jefferson might give yeah, the I mean, Packers a little bit of hope, but yeah, I don't know. It's in Lambeau. I'm gonna. I I'm want... gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna go Vikings. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be rooting for the Packers. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough, but I'm gonna. I just because I'm gonna pick the Packers, but a lot of me thinks the Vikings <laughs> are gonna win that game. Um, hey, Packers the Falcons... put up more. If the Packers put more than 10 in the first half, if you're listening, switch my pick to the Packers. <laughs> All right. All right. The Falcons play the Titans this weekend. I've got the Falcons. Yeah, Will Levis is make a start. That's a That was some big news today. So I'm going to have to go Atlanta as well. And, BT, you've been seeing, like, Tennessee's got, like, their whole entire team on the trading report. Trade, trade block. block. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, Derrick Henry, all those guys. Yeah, that's I pretty that pretty today. wild to me. Because I, I, I don't did think not see that, that Will Levis is starting. I did not see that Will Levis is starting though. That's intriguing. Yeah, and uh, last night you almost got traded for, or they tried trading you, uh, Ryan Tannehill tried to fleece you a little bit, Uncle Josh. Yeah. Trade for a guy he that won't even he ended up <laughs> He ended up fleecing me, but I don't really care. It was just a draft pick. If he does end up playing, he's gonna help my team oh, yeah. immensely. Because I think he'll be back. I think he'll be back. He'll be back. But, yeah, I was kind of iffy to trade for Ryan Tannehill. But because it's Uncle Josh, I wanted to make a trade. But hey, my an team extra, is quarterback, actually, extra quarterback. Extra quarterback will help my team out a little, because I, a little bit. Dude, I only, had, I only have two quarterbacks, you know, and we have that super flex where you're allowed to start an extra quarterback. Last week, so I have Hurts and Burrow. Those are my two quarterbacks. And I believe Burrow, right, had that bye. I got to start yeah. Hurts. But, I mean, I, I ended up losing by, like, 20-some points. You know, Burrow was out there. Could have been a little different. So I didn't have that third quarterback or that second quarterback, and it, it ends up hurting you a little bit. I will say my team's putting up a fight. All right, we're in a rebuild hey, year here. But... Don't worry. He he was put in the he was put in a bad situation to start. It was not a great football team. We were already to five wins on the year. So hey, turn it around. Turn it around. Saints play the Colts. I've got the Colts in this one. Um, Gardner Minshew starting Saints. I don't know what Derek Carr is doing. It was wide receivers, <laughs> but goddamn. Yeah, so, um, Colts. Colts by a lot. I'm, I'm gonna have to go Colts too, just because off. I'm going off the performance against the Browns. Uh, they look great. Put up a lot of points. Um, even with no Anthony Richardson, I think Gardner Minshew's a solid QB to have. Serviceable quarterback, yes. Yeah, very. So, yep, I'm going to go Colts. John, Jonathan Taylor. He's getting back into his, it. Yep. Yeah, he, he's, get, he's been getting back into it. I think this is his breakout game. Reminds everybody who he is. Um, Texans play the Panthers. I bet the Texans. CJ Stroud is having a quite a good year as a rookie quarterback. Yeah, and I'm surprised with how low his turnover numbers are. So, I'm going to have to go Texans as well. I, I think the Panthers are – Maybe the worst football team in the league. I mean, maybe not as bad as the Cardinals, but they're they're pretty bad. Yeah, Bryce Young versus CJ Stroud. We'll see how that one goes. I I haven't really been able to see much of Bryce Young this year to see how he looks. It has been but it has been terrible, but like people are gonna over exaggerate how bad. Yeah, his team is so bad. 
his number one receiver is, you know, 50-year-old Adam Thielen, who's putting up great numbers. Good for him. But I just think you could use a little better guy in that, yeah, that, was, in that wide receiver I, one role. In my other football fantasy league, I, I sold him high at the end of the first couple of weeks there, and he hasn't stopped. I was kind of – I'm kind of kicking myself for that one. But I mean, that's really uh, all he throws to is just the whole entire yeah. game is Adam Thielen, so. Yeah, Browns play the Seahawks this weekend. These are two teams, oh, sneaky teams here. I don't know who I'm going to pick. So Deshaun Watson should be back. He had a concussion. He was cleared to play last week, but weird coaching decision by Stefanski. He kept P.J. Walker in the game. He was cleared after the first quarter. So Walker finished the game. So I'm guessing Watson should be back. Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks. But this one could be the other way. The Browns' defense is the best, I think, almost like right now what statistically they are in NFL history. So, yeah, Miles, Miles Garrett really Garrett helping is, them out. Yeah. I'm going to have to still go Seahawks, though. You know Seahawks? I'll go Browns on this yeah. one. I, I think the Browns' defense keeps them in it too long, and then their offense scores a little bit with uh, Deshaun Watson at the helm. This is a – this is a big game here. Brock Purdy out with a concussion. Niners play the Bengals this week. Bengals get a win here, in my opinion. Sam Donald, quarterback for the Niners this week. Serviceable quarterback. I have been on this podcast saying that Sam Donald is better than in people Shanahan say he system is. Too could be, in could Shanahan be system. If anybody could win with their backup quarterback in, it's the 49ers. I just think the Bengals are – are too good offensively to uh, not win this game. Yeah, to me, they shut up a lot of the the angry fans out there saying that, you know, what is this team? They're last you know, place in the division right now. Yeah, I mean, like they're, they're uh, saying like Joe Burrow, like he's he's washed or whatever. You know, he's not as good as they said he was. I mean, come on now. Like this team has completely turned it around. They're starting to get things rolling. Cincinnati, and I think they could really go out there and, and kill the 49ers. I mean, we've seen what Minnesota did, and they're – Minnesota's gonna be a you know a team that fights for a playoff spot, but I mean they're not a a dominant team like the Niners you know should be. So I'm thinking the Bengals might win this game by a couple touchdowns. Chiefs play the Broncos again already. Um, I've got the Chiefs in this one. I think this could be really close. They kind of kept it close the first time. I felt they played two weeks ago, didn't they? Yeah, it was two weeks ago on uh, Thursday night. Thursday I believe night. so. Yeah, I mean, give me the Chiefs, but this one could be a little closer than people expect. Ravens, Cardinals. I bet the Ravens. This one could be blowout material, I believe. I agree with you as well. Bears, Chargers. I think the Chargers finally get on the board here. Maybe get something going, some positive juices uh, for the rest of the season here because they're going to have to start winning games if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, to me, it's not, it's not on Justin Herbert. A lot of people have been, like, conflicting about that as well. I think Herbert's done all he can, and this defense is not helping them out. I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. I don't know if Fields is going to play or not, but I don't really think that decides this game. Let's be honest. I don't know the difference between Justin Fields and Tyson Badgett right now. So I think Badgett's been playing. He actually played, I think, a little bit. Well, Fields did have a great game against the Commanders, but, you know, I will say I think uh, Tyson – Badgett there is going to probably start this week. Maybe can get a little upset there, but I, I think the Chargers will, will win. In prime time there. And then Monday night are Raiders-Lions. Uh, I've got the Lions. Bounce Lions. Back victory. Yeah, They're the Raiders the same look old like... Lions. The Raiders look bad, but this isn't the same old Lions team that I don't think they're going to fold. I think they're one of the top-tier teams in the league. And I think last week was kind of a fluke. The Ravens kind of got them pretty good. Uh, but I think the Lions bounce back here and beat the Yeah, Raiders. I'm going to agree with you. I think the biggest thing, BT, for this game, if the Raiders want to keep it close and have a chance, feed Devontae Adams the football pretty easy, I think. I don't know, Aaron Rodgers did it about 10-plus times a game, and it worked pretty damn well. And also get Jimmy Garoppolo back in the, back in the starting lineup. No, no yeah. more Brian Hoyer. <laughs> no more Brian Hoyer. Uh, let's talk well, a little bit about some baseball here, Brenty. We got the World Series coming up. The World Series, everybody envisioned, right? Exactly. Diamondbacks, <laughs> Rangers. I got the, uh, you're, I got you're the Rangers, the baseball man. guy here, but, yeah, the Rangers look good. Again, in Game 7 especially, the bats were going off. I 
I don't know how many runs they scored, but it, it was, was a lot like of nine them, or right? ten, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I mean, Rangers, I haven't really watched BT since. So usually Rangers I just scored eleven in Game no. Seven. Yeah, I, mean, I usually keep up with the Brewers, and when they get knocked out, I kind of, I don't really don't watch until the World Series. But I mean, I think the Rangers have been they've been dominant all year in the regular season. They kept things uh, pushing here throughout the playoffs, but the Diamondbacks have been one of those younger teams, and last team in the I thought last maybe they yeah, I mean, they've, they've been unbelievable here in the postseason. And they're super young. And I thought they'd be one of those teams that slowed down in the second half. And then all of a sudden, they kind of stay afloat, get themselves into the wild card. They sweep the Brewers. They swept the Dodgers, which they didn't lose a playoff game until, you know, they were down in the series against the Phillies, who I thought were going to end up in the World Series. They didn't. So I really don't expect – like, I I think the Rangers will win the World Series. But with this Diamondbacks team, I guess anything's possible because they've just been proving people wrong this entire uh, this entire postseason. I saw something uh, on Twitter today, Brent, that uh, the Brewers have played the last nine times they were in the playoffs. They played <laughs> the team that – they lost to the team that won the pennant that year, every year. So – so, that's we used to get past we used to get past that one team, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's a tough break no, there. I, uh, at least you're making the playoffs. The Tigers haven't made the playoffs since like 2012. But it's coming, it's coming, it's through. coming. We have a lot of money to spend now that Miggy's gone. I believe in a yep. couple of years we could be we could be all right. Uh, let's go to some hockey. Uh, did you watch the Frozen Frenzy at all last night? No, I didn't. I was uh, I was gonna tune in. So I've heard some. Some stuff about it, obviously. My big question, BT, there's so many games. So the NFL, right? And I, I don't know if you watched it or not. I guess I'll ask you first. Did, oh, Frozen Frenzy? Yeah I, I will. yeah, I tuned in for a little yeah. bit. So with the NFL, though, you know how there's there's slated games for 12 o'clock? You know, you're yeah. 325 or whatever. Yep. And then that's what they do. But hockey, there's different times for each game, you know. So how are they able to kind of – hop around games if so and also also they're always pushing in the zone you know like they're always attacking so yeah. i guess how do you zone in on because that's red zone in the nfl where they when a team's in opponent territory it's obviously pretty easy to go there's a pretty good chance this team's gonna score so we're gonna lock into this game with hockey though you never really know is there just a lot of replays or how, how's the from what i was that... watching from what i was watching it was kind of like they would go to teams that were on power plays and put them on. That makes sense. Like, okay. That was the only game that was on. But I think if they went to slated games like you were just talking about where they had like six games going at once and then they had like another four or five, I think that would be an amazing thing. Because yeah. there were times where it was like way too chaotic. Like, I mean, there was what, 15 <laughs> games on last night? Yeah. 16 games. Every team in the league played. And it was kind of a little chaotic. And, like, when it switched to a game, you knew, like, you knew someone scored or something. But I think it's a good idea, and it could be executed a little bit better, and that could take off. Because I agree. Hockey's a tough sport to do it with, so they got to try to figure something out there. I mean, I'm sure they will. I'm sure that as time goes on, it'll get a little better. But Speaking of figuring things out. Oilers, McDavid, eh? McJesus is hurt for a couple weeks. The Oilers are one and four. I don't even <laughs> one four one and one. Five. one yeah. Are they one five and one or no? They're one, one five. One and four one. and one. One four. Oh jeez. One four and one. I think they've given yeah. up more than five goals in every they played this year. That's not good. Yeah, I think uh, big. I told you this before we started. Campbell's got to go. I don't think he's the man. The net. I honestly thought Mike Smith was better. And I don't – we had Mike Smith under contract. We talk about this all the time. I don't know where he went after <laughs> – Dude, he disappeared into the sunset. And it, and he said he was still on the on the roster. So I'm like, well, what is he just like a coach or like what's going on here? <laughs> so and we have Skinny, Stuart Skinner. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what the answer is at, at goalie right now because both those guys, I guess, have not looked great. And Noah McDavid's going to hurt. Dry Sato's been off to a good start. 
Uh, Kaner just got his first goal last night. Um, you, you're going to have to see guys like Hyman step up here. I mean, we just need some guys to kind of fill the shoes of McDavid and try to try not to allow five goals a game. I, I think maybe it'll be a, a good start for Edmonton. Yeah, they're averaging five on the dot goals yeah, a game. Right. I just did the math. That's yeah. That's their only win came in a win against the Predators where they gave up two. And that one went in the OT, correct? No, we won that no. one six to two. Okay, all right. But no, we lost. Yeah, we lost one to the OT. Jets. We lost one to the Jets in overtime. Okay, three to two. But yeah, yeah I mean, so- we just lost to the Wild seven to four. Like. With Elton McDavid, it's going to be tough to get the offense going. and They said a few yeah, weeks, gonna... so I don't know. Yeah, he's not anything close to season ending, but, yeah, we'll never give Elton McDavid we'll off the ice. Weeks, you know? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just got to try to turn some things around. and It's going to be tough because in hockey, especially, I think, once you start sliding, it's, oh, yeah, it's you're tough. going down a big you're going down a big hill. So, we're going to have to try to get some wins here, rack them up, and get one of those. Hey, the uh, Detroit – Detroit Red Wings look pretty good to start the season here. Really good. They got a lot of young guys there too. That they're all playing really well. So I I think Bedard Bedard has looked as advertised pretty much for the most part. There's I mean the Kraken are off to a slow start too, but Laner's Kraken are off to a slow start. But you see his Diamondbacks are his his Diamondbacks (laughs) are in the World Series though. He's not worried about hockey. <laughs> no, did you see the way they – oh, you, I was with them when they lost when they – uh, so it was like a total chell moment. They ended up losing in overtime. Their own player scored. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, on their own on their own net. Oh, he was – it was Tenev. You know, one oh, of his no. crazy yeah, guy, Tenev. Oh, he, he wanted uh, – let's just say he wanted Tenev cut, maybe worse. So <laughs> – so yeah, both our teams are not doing a good start. I don't know how Brady's Blues are doing. I know yeah, Al's they're... Red Wings are. I know Al's Red Wings are doing really, really, really good right now. So that's at least one of our friend, you know, friends have a good hockey team going. But we'll figure it out. I have, I have no worries here. Uh, well, the, uh, college, college football. Yeah. There's not much going on except. Oh, except I mean, one thing. A lot of a lot of teams looked very mediocre this weekend. Washington pulling off a late night Pac-12 win against Arizona State, fifteen to seven. Um, you can talk all you want about Michigan's schedule not being good, but you look at some of these teams that won this weekend. I mean, just because they're not, not ranked doesn't mean they're not good. But I will say it's not like Michigan's schedule has been hard. But they have the only thing care. I'll say about Michigan is like I think they're a really good football team, but I want I do want to see them play. Somebody that could put up a fight. Somebody on yeah. on schedule here on paper that their hey, last this, three games are this gonna team, be good. Yeah, so I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting to see actually how good they actually I mean they're good enough obviously to be in playoff contention. They're gonna be one of those four teams, I think, without a doubt. So just I guess wait until the end of the season comes and then I'll have my full, you know, opinion on Michigan football. Michigan State don't we'll, we'll probably be number one by the end of the year. We keep it rolling. Uh, <laughs> you'll get the first pick. <laughs> if that was an option, I wish it was at this point. Oh man, we are we are. Bad. You guys are gonna have to. You you're bad, bad. I was not expecting to shut you guys out. You, oh, you guys are I, in the I knew midst it of bad. I actually watched the first quarter and I turned it off. I don't remember the last time I turned off a Michigan Michigan State game in a long time like that. That was a bad one. We need Brian Lewerke to come out of retirement and come back and play some football because. Quarterback Who's gonna be your next coach? I have no. If they, I don't even know the the guy they have right now. But if we bring him back. Uh, not gonna be a fan. So, but I have been a fan of a different team this year, and it's actually a team that does not have a great record. They have two wins on the year, and you know who exactly who I'm talking about, BT. The Virginia how Cavaliers. About, how about those Cavaliers? Shout out Cohen. No, getting a hey. big upset against North Carolina. So I watched the first half of that game because it kind of waiting for that Michigan-Michigan State game to come on. And I was like, okay, well, I've seen this before. I've seen them hop up to a 14 nothing lead against um, – they ended up playing a couple weeks ago. I believe it was Maryland. 
and then they have to do a 14 nothing lead over Boston College. I think it was like 21 to three at half. They got a hail mary and everything. I'm like, oh man, Virginia might get a first win of the year. They end up losing both those games, and this thing was like 14 to seven, and then they just kept scoring and they kept stopping them. Now Cohen King led the team in tackles. Led the team in tackles, eight tackles. No biggie. Two pass deflections. No biggie. No, he's balling out this year, and I'm telling you, I'm sure we'll have him on if people are listening here. I'm sure we'll have Cohen on again. And when it comes time to the draft process, if there's anybody to give us a deep dive and that we can kind of, you know, connect with, Cohen's our guy, and I'm sure he'll be able to explain stuff deeper than anybody else has. So tune in for that because I do believe number nine there for the Cavaliers is put together one hell of a season. And maybe some uh, NFL teams been noticing as well. So, yeah, it was main thing in college football lately. Has been about my Michigan Wolverines. We just can't really seem to stay out of trouble right now, can we? No, you know, now I heard it was just like an offensive assistant though, or is this just yeah? It wasn't though? really on Harbaugh. It was like it wasn't even an assistant though. It was like there was a coach. I mean, I feel like everybody should know about this, but if you don't, Michigan is getting in trouble might get in trouble for the way in which they stole signs, not the fact that they are stealing signs. That is not illegal. Like, that's been done morally. Okay, yeah, it's not a great thing to do, but everybody does it. But they are suspecting that a guy would have went to games and filmed and stuff like this. And as a Michigan fan, I'm just sitting here like, Half of me wants to say, no, we we didn't do anything wrong. Like, everybody does it. But at the same time, like, why? Like, this team is so good. Our team was so good matter. last year. Our team was so good. Why do we need to go steal signs from Michigan State? Why do we need to go steal signs from Purdue? Or any of, like, Nebraska? Why would we ever need to go do that? And, like, yes, there's videos coming out about the Ohio State game last year. I'm sure you saw that about the sideline going crazy. I don't think there's anything wrong about that video, by the way. I mean, it looks bad. It does really I look seen bad. The, but I there's seen the no dude's there's, Venmo. You seen the that? Ohio State, the Ohio State coach's Venmo? No, no, no. So the Michigan's coach's Venmo, it's public for everybody to see. And there's some pictures, you know, going all over X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it there. Um, and he's paid some recruiting – I, they were like kids, you know, they were like assistants in college and they would, I, I don't know what, exactly what to do with the football team, but they were supposed to help the recruiters uh, for Michigan. And he'd pay these guys, which attended Michigan, just students, and they would go to games and he'd have them labeled uh, Georgia, blah, blah. So he went to the Georgia Ohio state game on December 20th, which was, you know, the, Michigan played TCU that same night while Georgia played Ohio State later in that night, and he would pay the guy, and he would label him, you know, where the event would take place. And he had a bunch of them from all the games from that year. So they got they got a pretty locked down of, you know, who it is, I think, and kind of what happened there. I think his – not his unconnectedness to, like – the actual coaching staff might be a way out for this Michigan. Yeah, no, I I think it's just, yeah. I think he'll get in more trouble than the actual university, but it's just, it sucks though, man, that like, I finally have a good Michigan. Like we're one of the best teams in the country without a doubt. And like anything that we do this year or any of these Ohio state games from the last couple of years, Astros going to have such a, yeah, it's going to have such an asterisk next to it just because of the fact that, oh, well, you guys were stealing signs. like, And it kind of sucks in that way, you know. And I don't know if Harbaugh's going to stay anymore because I think he might be done with all this NCAA bull crap that he's had to deal with. I think that's a big thing for him. Like, I mean, he just, like, I feel in the NFL, I understand. I don't think he – I think he likes coaching college more, but with all this extra bullshit, I think he'd rather have, like, the drama-free, which you would probably get, in the National Football League rather than, you know, this whole new – it's really like a whole new world like college football nowadays, just with everything, NILs to the transfer portal, you know, so on and so forth. And Michigan, you know, he was suspended this year to start. And now this, you know, sign-stealing scandal going on. And the worst thing for Michigan, though, 
would be probably them being suspended the playoffs next year. Like you got to think about that being a real possibility. Yeah, which uh, I because we've seen that with teams like whether it's basketball where they can't, you know, they could play the regular season, but they can't make any, you know, March Madness tournaments and same with football. They can't compete for any bowl games, so on and so forth. So, I mean, this could be a, something that maybe the NCAA talks about. Yeah. And they won't come to a conclusion by the end of this year, obviously, no. but yeah. Uh, yeah. Just have to wait and see what kind of comes from that. I will say though, there's only two teams that really seem to care about this. And it just so happens to be Michigan State and Ohio State. Well, I think the it's, Michigan State thing right now, for a lot of fans that should be great Michigan State fans, I'm talking top tier like myself speaking. We should not be worried about football anymore, my friends out there from East Lansing. I think we have a great basketball team, so let's turn our focus to that. Ohio State. Absolutely. You, guys, you guys are a top five basketball team in the country. Hell yeah, <laughs> no, we're good. We got a lot of returners. Like, uh, I think Tyson Walker is going to drop twenty of, plus a game. Whatever you're getting out of Michigan in football right now, you're going to oh. get it back when Michigan plays basketball. Because this football score that you just saw from the Michigan Michigan State football game <laughs> might be the first half reverse <laughs> re, reverse Michigan Michigan State because Michigan State might be beating Michigan forty nine to nothing at halftime, like yeah, at, I, in college basketball, like. Michigan is going to be bad in basketball. But, so, you know, it, I don't think it's that big of a – like, it happens, man. It, there's – like, even with New England when they had all – actually, Belichick got – I'm pretty sure New England Patriots a couple years ago, they kind of got investigated for the same thing. And then we had – Yes, they did. The Flategate as well, right? So, I mean – and you really don't hear that anymore with Belichick and the Patriots. So, maybe it's one of those things that – once they do come to a conclusion, it's just kind of, you know, gets past everyone and everybody will forget it. Yeah, I hope so. And, I mean, as a Michigan fan, I just hope nothing really comes from it. But I also think that, like, I mean, if there was something done wrong, like, we're going to have to live with the repercussions and it's just going to be kind of devastating. But at the same time, like, why would be the main part as a fan? Like, we have such a good team. Why even put it in harm's way? Uh, but other than that, I, the top four or five teams in the country are really starting to solidify themselves. You got Michigan, you got Ohio State, you got Georgia, Florida State, and Washington are basically Oregon, my top five right now. I think Oregon, Oregon still, might be in there. Oregon's Oregon, still like, in it. I think just them losing to Washington does help them, though, because if Washington continues to win – you know, doesn't put up a doozy like they did the other night. I think, you know, they could still fight for their top four, still say they're one of the best teams in the country, while Oregon's kind of just sitting back and say Washington just keeps winning. You're like, hey, man, we, we lost by well, – then they missed a kick. Was that it? Yep, yep. So, I mean, I, I think they're also in the conversation as well. Yeah, I, I don't think Oregon's out of it. Um, another team in there is Texas. Yep. Texas is sitting at seven right now. But I don't believe that they're in – I mean, they no. just nearly Bama, lost to Houston. Bama's turned this thing around a little bit, though. They're getting a little scary. Bama has been looking a little bit more like Bama. I, I think – I do uh, think they're – I think they're in it a little bit as well. I, I think yeah. they definitely have a shot. So we'll have to see, man. Because when you get later in, this, later in the schedule – you know, every team's to deal with injuries, so on and so forth, and then you you start to play a little tougher competition. So we're gonna have to kind of see the how thing this with Bama, all turns out. The thing out. with Bama is that their their schedule is gonna be hard enough to get some top tier wins coming in. Exactly. Yep. To the end of the season, and then the SEC championship game is gonna be the game that they have a shot. Almost for like the Big Ten too. You know, you might go undefeated, but once you, well, not so much. I, you know, Michigan if they get there, right. They might play yeah, the Iowa. The, you're more talking about Michigan-Ohio State game. The Michigan-Ohio State game at the end of the year, that's the one. Yeah. Um, a team that's sneaky that I'm going to tell people to watch out for, I don't know if they'll make the college football playoff, but they'll be in the conversation if they win out, is Oklahoma. I thought you were going to say Liberty. <laughs> no. Oklahoma. 
They no, beat Texas. Right. Gave Their other well. wins, they they just skirted out a win against UCF this last weekend. That was so telling you, wins a win. I'm telling you, they're a good team that if they win out, they're going to have a really good resume, and it's going to be hard to keep them out. I think that's the biggest thing with college football, too. Like, you look at – sometimes they want to try to focus all these top teams off of blowouts. But you got to look at sometimes the win's a win. And you've seen that last year with TCU. You know, they might not have put up insane scores. They might not have played the in, incredible competition as some of these bigger schools. But, I mean, when you win football games, you're always going to be in the conversation. It's so hard to keep you out. Yeah, and – I I think we just need to cherish this last year of the college football playoff of next year. It's going to change that 14, 12 team playoff. So I think it'll be better once it comes to playoff time to watch. It'll have a little bit more of that March Madness vibe or like you might be able to see a couple upsets, but it's kind of going to suck for like in the Michigan and Ohio state game is kind of like for a college football playoff spot. Those last couple of years, that's what it felt like. Like, this is your season. Like, it, it's more important than the Big Ten championship game for us. But next year, like, these years coming forward, like, the team that loses that game is still going to be in the playoffs if they're, if they're still as good as they are now, which I don't see that changing. But, like, just little things like that, rivalry games, aren't going to be as much because, to be honest, the regular season isn't going to be mean as much anymore. Um, but – Yep. And especially Get with all the conference the realignments. <laughs> That's going to be nuts in the Big Ten. That's going to – I mean, the USC and all those teams are in the Big Ten. Yeah. You got Stanford and California in the Atlantic Conference, Atlantic Coast Conference. <laughs> it's going to be – it's going to be different. Yeah, be different. I don't get it. All right. I'd, nice to catch up a little bit, but – get back at it next week we will catch you guys next week